Sorry, had too much coffee. My fingers are jittery. <laughs> Thanks to Folgers. Okay. For sponsoring our morning highs. And ruining the plumbing in our office. Hello! Welcome to Life of the Brand. I am Kevin Wade, this is Tyler McKnight, that is Stephen Pence. And uh, this, what is this, Tyler? I don't know, Kevin. It looks like a new set to me. I love it. We got color, we have wood. manly woodworking. <laughs> manly woodworking, I like that. That sounds a little redundant. But we'll Todd just cracked up behind the camera. I don't know why. But, please, in the comments, tell us if you like it, and what should we put on the wood? You tell us. Please validate my construction work. And validate his construction work. He needs it, <laughs> I guess. I need help. Anyway, so, today we're going to be talking about product placement. Yeah. Sponsored by... YouTube, everything Google on this Partners, table. Life of the Brand, and Folgers Coffee, as you may have seen earlier on. Yes. <laughs> So today we want to talk about product placement, examples that are good, that are bad, why it works, what doesn't work, how much it costs. Um, so we'll talk about first, what are your favorite examples of good product placement? Ooh! Do you want to start? I want to start. You start. Okay, so we are kind of uh, in the season of uh, Halloween, which of course meant that Stranger Things premiered its second season just a little bit ago. Netflix. On Netflix. Watch responsibly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so basically, this is a fantastic show, and so many people jumped on the bandwagon in season one because it was so incredibly 80s. And how did they get that in there? It was product placement mm -hmm. everywhere. All of these old school products that all of these 80s kids loved. I didn't get it. I was born in 91, so <laughs> 89, I, it, so it I get it. Totally passed. <laughs> I spent a month in the, in spent the a month in the 80s. Yeah. So um, I know. But I yeah, I love in Stranger Things how they use effective product placement. Um, which is one of the, uh, I guess, product placement really kind of bugs me because yeah. a lot of shows just do it for the sake of there being money involved with mm -hmm. it, for there being uh, some sort of incentive for saying, you know, like, we drink coffee out of YouTube mugs. YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. And it's just very, very, you know, it's, it's really in your face. But Stranger Things actually use it as a plot device to further the plot of um, their show. Right, so and, cool. and it's, it's not paid for. They, yeah. they write it into the script, and it, what it does is we were talking to a, a gentleman earlier today who grew up in that time frame, Todd, <laughs> and he was talking about it's a great nostalgia thing. Yeah. Uh, and it helps people relate more to the characters. I mean, I was watching Stranger Things last night, and uh, I binge-watched six episodes. Um, it was intense. Very bingeable. But uh, there, was a, there was a scene where they were eating KFC, and uh, Steve, one of the guys, after he eats it, he's like, man, spoiler alert. That's finger looking good. <laughs> and as we know, that that is a new... That's the slogan. So I would call that an Easter egg, so to yeah. speak. We can call it that. It's a great Easter egg. Um, so what's your favorite version of product placement that you've seen? Uh, ever? Ever. I know the one that always sticks out in my mind, just because they went over it time and time again in all my communication classes, was um, the Dr. Pepper in Spider-Man. The original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's like a five-second shot of just Dr. Pepper. <laughs> it just sits there. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> well, that's great. Sorry, I get frozen in the moment. Um, but so yeah, do you think that was effective or not? Is that one that you thought of as effective or that you thought of as kind of annoying? I would say it's effective because I still remember it to this day. Okay. Uh, but that was before product placement. That that was, I would say, roughly the beginning of product placement. It was it was when it was starting to come around. and. Well, at least within the modern yeah. so Ireland's... Not true, actually, oh, because cool. I did some research, and product placement actually began in 1873. Dang, so um, you were way wrong. What, did the Gutenberg Press do no. something? No, uh, novelist Jules Byrne wrote Around the World in 80 Days, and shipping companies at the time were competing to get oh, no way. books. Were they paying for it? 
Um, yeah, they were competing to get wow. mentioned in the book. So, and then through the rise of the film industry in the 40s and 50s, uh -huh. um, there were independent product placement agencies in the 50s. But yes, relative to your time experiences, I guess that that makes sense. The Spider-Man was around the time you probably started paying attention to ads. My time frame. Yes. Since the world revolves around Tyler, so the first time you saw product placement, that must be when it started. I am egocentric. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned Stranger Things and Netflix, and that actually got me thinking. Um, is that a good way for products to get into shows that don't traditionally have commercials? Netflix doesn't run ads, but you could get products foreseeably mm. in the shows, in the background making cameos. And what do you think, if that is a viable option in the future to kind of um, integrate into Netflix? Yeah, with kind of this whole streaming world we're in right now where you're either having to pay for more and more ads or, or streaming services are trying to have to figure out ways to... Mm -hmm promote elsewhere yeah. and so I you know what I don't know because I've never thought about that before it's it's an interesting an interesting idea that that now that you say that I'm like backing up and feeling all these times where I remember a product more uh, because of the ridiculous ways that it was used in product placement um, than any commercial I've ever seen I think subway is a great example of that there was a yeah. there was a show in the late uh, late late 2000 2007 to like 2012 it was called Chuck it was the, the spy the spy comedy um, and uh, it almost got canceled, if not for a generous investment from Subway. Mm. But they wanted like massive product placement rights. So in in ep once every few episodes, there's just this massive discussion about like the Subway sandwich, and it's used as a plot <laughs> device to like distract people while they're yeah. doing like spy stuff. And this one character just loves his Subway sandwich, and every time he gets one, he will explain to you everything about what he has put in it, as like the shot of the sandwich is like being cradled in his arms with like a drink. And it was ridiculous, but I remember that more than any other placement of Subway in any of their <laughs> yeah. commercials. So I don't know. I think it could be. I think it needs to be done subtly. Okay. Like that was a little overboard. Well, but and, and I, I sorry to cut you off, but I, I, I was just thinking of another example in the show. You may know it, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, no, Patrick Harris's character Barney uh, was typically seen drinking Red Bull. Now that wasn't paid for. He oh, was just yeah. doing it, and it was on the set. Red Bull eventually came to him and said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll sponsor you, not the show, we'll sponsor you right. to drink Red Bull on camera. So they're attaching themselves not only to uh, a TV show, but to a brand but that is Neil yeah. Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris's brand. So he's a spokesperson and they get product placement. Right, but it's subtle. It's yeah. subtle. And they don't even just sit there and show it. They'll, you'll see the can in his hand. Mm -hmm. And because their product is so well known, you'll recognize, oh, he's drinking It's Red the Bull. blue and the gray, even right. if the, the label isn't showing yeah. you. So yeah. it, it's, it's the way... I would almost call it the original native advertising, the way product placement has worked, because yeah. they embed it within there, and the way we think about native advertising now is blogs placed at the end of CNN from around the web. So now we've got TV shows that are integrating uh, products, products into brands, it, but yeah. they're, they're subtly done, so it's, it's a way well traditional native advertising. And ways that brands make themselves invaluable in the mm -hmm. lives of these characters. James Bond doesn't drive a Toyota Corolla, he drives an Aston Martin. He should, and everybody on those are through the roof. Oh gosh, um, unpaid for advertisement. But no, speaking of James Bond actually, um, the movie Skyfall, Heineken actually paid $45 million to replace the classic uh, martini drink. So you can see uh, Daniel Craig yeah. drinking Heineken throughout the movie. And that's Instead a great of example of kind of latching on to something that's known throughout culture that James Bond drinks martinis and kind of subverting but the expectations by putting Heineken. Heineken. Right, so you want to drink a martini, you're going to be like James Bond. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those yeah. other subtle ways. I have another example, and it's another Red Bull one, but uh, <laughs> for those of you that are soccer fans, the New York Red Bull. 
That is a soccer oh, yeah. team that's oh, yeah. based around the Red Bull drink, and their logo is the Red Bull. Mm -hmm. and, and similar to that, in racing team, that's not, I mean, that is product placement at its most. Right. Like, it's right on the sides of these cars. The Red Bull racing team, mm -hmm. you know, has, you know, Formula One and all of their extreme sports. That is just a massive mm -hmm. version of product placement. Their product is no longer the the just the drink, it's the experience, it's right. the lifestyle. And that's all done through product placement in purchasing sports teams, in purchasing whole uh, extreme sports franchises, in purchasing motor racing teams. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, building off of that, I want to talk about two examples that I think are great. I want to know your thoughts. Two movies that are pretty much product placements in and of themselves, <laughs> the Lego movie yeah. and the internship where it focuses on yeah. Google. 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 And how does that how does that come about where a whole entire franchise of toys, Lego, can create a movie and it's basically one giant ad, but mm -hmm. yet it's entertaining, it's critically acclaimed, and people love it. Man, that's interesting. So yeah, the, the internship, I think, well, less than the Lego movie. Sure. I think the Lego movie and all of the things that have popped up because of that, there's now three of right. them. That's just nuts to me. Because when I when it came out, I, I literally thought that it was a joke, that the trailer was just going to be promoting uh, just right. Lego. Yeah. And uh, one of the sets, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, it is a movie. Like, that's insane. I don't think there's many brands that could pull it off right. like right. that. Sure. And I mean, there's been a lot of like Facebook and Apple stuff, but those are like docudramas, uh -huh. like they're documentary style, you know, fictional dramas. Um, but yeah, the internship with Google, it placed a comedic movie that had nothing to do with Google in and of itself within the context of right. Google. And I think if you do it cleverly, and if your brand has a place to go with it, right? because it's got to be a certain kind of brand. You have to have a certain level of people knowing you. Like the movie Battleship failed. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Transformers <laughs> is a great example too of a of another. Oh, Transformers. Yeah. yeah. They Transformers. even entire even Angry Birds. Angry Birds the movie. Oh, even man. Emoji movie. I okay, think. but that was a failure. Like yeah. that was that's a good example. I said you have to do it right. right. That was complete and total pandering. Like that that movie did not exist other than the fact that people wanted to like they wanted to earn money off of the crazy emojis on phones. Yeah. Like this is ridiculous. Right. Sorry. Oh yeah. Rant free. Yep. <laughs> Um, lastly, when I talk about the future of digital product placement, oh. with the ability to sort of post-edit things into old shows, um, I know I've heard some things with the Friends show, Yeah, um, and going back product. and putting new products uh, in the show, um, and then also there's been music videos that they've actually, in post-production, put billboards up that weren't there originally. Years after the music video was popular, brands <laughs> went and bought space in that, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts maybe on the future of digital product placement with the ability to change creative out and focus on different audiences right. and target them. I, in those so so let, let me touch on this first. So I want to take a little step back and okay. talk back into the 90s with the show Seinfeld. Yeah. They did an entire episode called The Junior Mint. What are you eating? Junior Mint. You want one? Um, and, and I think that's the way that people should, that was before its time. I don't, it worked out great. great. I think this is what they should continue to do, uh, naming episodes after a product because you forever have that branded with the show. And, and that Junior Mint episode, everybody knows because Kramer drops the mint into somebody's body while they're having surgery. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and to this day, I re that that's when I think of Junior Mint, I think of Seinfeld, uh, and it's funny. I wouldn't even know if you call that cross-promotion, but it's it's, no, it's, it's good for both. I mean, Seinfeld yeah. is relevant because of the Junior Mint, Junior Mint is relevant because of the Seinfeld episode. So, uh, I, I could see that happening in the near future. Yeah. And um, or, again, with Stranger Things, bringing Ghostbusters and, and all these different you know, times into their episodes, 
they can start calling their episodes after a specific product and whether they want to pay for that or not. Well, with, with what Steven's talking about, would you need to do that? Because the right. whole idea that um, at a moment's notice, you could right. take your brand, take your product, have it edited in post-production into an episode of Seinfeld that's 20 years old, right. or you know something like that. You know, the possibilities are endless. The, they really are. I mean, obviously, you have to remain relevant for that sure. time. Like you couldn't put like a YouTube ad no. inside a Seinfeld. So let me let me but, pose the question yeah. though, because I'm actually against this as we talk about it. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's a good idea because if if you're watching an episode of Friends. And then you see an ad for a company that didn't come around until after that show That's was That's why I say, like, be careful. Like, make sure that it was that. around. Or yeah. even if one that was, like, five, six years ago, like How I Met Your Mother, a company right. that maybe, uh, you know, didn't think to advertise there. Now, the, the option wasn't there to put yourself in um, as a sponsor after the fact now has that opportunity. Right. It's where, where advertising is going to become more accessible in more, many more different ways. Just a few years ago, if you were a small business in a local market, you could not place ads on Facebook, you could not place ads on Hulu or YouTube, and now we're seeing that that's been freed up a lot. So I think that's going to free up because there are now so many different television shows and so many different movies across so many different channels and mediums, the ability to not only place your product within shows in the first place, but also to place your product within uh, shows after the fact or movies after the fact. Yes. I think that it has the possibility to um, create a whole lot of new opportunities for advertising, but the key is to not get greedy and to make sure that you are not overplacing. I mean, the table in How I Met Your Mother that was once empty, the bar table, you know, that just had them drinking drinks cannot now be full of 15 different products all with the logo facing at you. And I don't think it'll come to that. No, but I think it's something to watch. Yeah, it's a brand that's been around for a while. Exactly, so. and that would be clever and that would be something that people would notice and not necessarily associate with uh, this kind of post-production brand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, well, I think that's it. Um, so if this is your first time watching, please subscribe, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Brands. Thanks, brands. 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 Product placement. New set. Brands. Folders. Thanks to Valspar. And a quick shout out to NanoLeaf. Please sponsor our wall. Please. We would really like that. That'd be you guys really have an cool. amazing product and again, you'll get all this traffic. Keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. Oh crap! Oh so loud! He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's talking about times up. Oh snap! Back to reality. Whoop! There goes gravity. Whoop! There goes gravity. Chokes is so mad, but he won't give out. Bad, 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 bad.